First and foremost, I acknowledge the traditional custodians of the lands upon which I record today's podcast, the Wabakul and Moramai peoples. I extend that respect and gratitude to the elders past, present, and to all Aboriginal peoples listening today. Always was, always will be. Hello and welcome to Yes Queen Podcast, hosted by me, Timberlina. If you haven't listened before, you're a newbie, we literally talk about anything and everything. I interview some people, I get your Q&As and I answer the questions. They can be anything and everything. And nothing's really off limits here. Mainly, you're going to be listening to me talk a bunch of shit. The last time I was here was 2022. I took a year off podcasting and now I'm back, ready to go for 2024. So if you've made it this far, you are a wonderful human being. And today I'm going to be touching base with who I am, touching base on my goals for 2024, the cost of living and doing drag. And I thought, kicking off the year fresh, let's talk about dealing with venues. So... Let's kick that right off, or like kind of like say, let's kick it in the dick. Now it's me, Timberlina, at the Timberlina on the socials, if you wish. Who am I? I am Timberlina, drag performer based in Newcastle on a Wobbicle land. I've been doing drag for coming up to seven years this year, which seems like a lifetime. I've been doing drag full-time for four years, survived a COVID lockdown and many podcast episodes. It's wonderful to be back here talking to a screen, watching it tick along. Um... I guess a recap of the last year and a bit that I haven't been recording. I I guess last year was World Pride. I produced an amazing event here in Newcastle called Pink Salt where we had a three-course dinner outside for 600 people with non-stop performances over three stages, which is amazing to produce and be part of um, for the world to see our gorgeous city here. I also got to compete in Miss First Nations, uh, which was bring back all of the winners from all the past seasons of Miss First Nations. I guess you call them seasons. And I was the people's choice. I got to come back and compete and show how much I've grown. Did not win. Did win Miss Photogenic, though, so I will claim that. And the costume that I got to wear for... That one that I won was uh, the Goenna. Um, So uh, that got to be displayed in the Newcastle Museum, which was very exciting to see um, a piece that I got to wear, which Foxy and her mum and my parents all worked tirelessly on to make happen. Um, So thank you for those people. We hired someone here at Timber Productions, Sophie. She's amazing. She's currently on leave, but... She has been growing the business with us, which is very exciting. Excited to see where 2024 takes us with Soph. 
We did Sydney Fringe. We were in one of the tents, one of the hubs for Sydney Fringe with our Timberland and Friends show. Each is very great if you've never been. We're taking it to Adelaide Fringe this year. We're taking it down to Naughty Noodle House. We are also doing it up at the Bay, uh, which is very exciting. So if you're around at any of those, you can check our website, timidproductions.com.au, what's on. I did a lot of travelling. I went to France, London, LA. I got to see Beyonce on her birthday in LA, which is very exciting. We did Drag Expo in Sydney and in Melbourne. That was a lovely road trip to Melbourne with our popcorn stand. Thank you for everyone that was a part of that journey. That was a whirlwind, which is very exciting. When I was in the US seeing my sister, who uh, was living in Chicago at the time, I got to perform uh, Drag Brunch at Roscoe's, which is, I feel like if you know drag, you've heard of Roscoe's in Chicago. And shows, shows, more shows, 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 more shows and more shows. Um, That was the last year and a bit since my last podcast. It's been a journey. It's been very exciting, which probably brings us to the year that, is 2024 um my goals I don't really like to set goals but here we are I'm telling you my goals that I've just come up with on the spot um I want to do more for less less more for less less for more less for more that's the one do less for more so which means I want my body to be able to recover after shows I just want to do more do less for more so more money do less work. I guess that's the thing, right? Everyone wants to do it. It's not going to happen. I love to entertain. I love love to perform. One of my biggest things this year, because it hasn't been happening for the last couple of years, I I still do, but I want to take it back to roots. When I started doing drag, it was about taking drag shows to regional hubs or regional towns and giving them the same experiences that we get here in the cities or um, bigger country towns. Newcastle is on its way to being a city. No, it is a city. It's growing very quickly. But we want to do that. We want to take our shows back out west. I The first half of this year is already crazy. I'm doing Canamble, Dubbo, Forbes, Oh, golly, where else am I going? All over the shop, which I'm very excited. Singleton, which I love doing these towns. I love going. I love doing my art to these amazing country folk. It's where I grew up. I'm going home to just do my show in front of family, probably. And it's just so exciting to do this. So for me, going back out west is home. So more shows out west and hopefully I can take some of my girls with me on these journeys, which is also very exciting. Fringe shows, I did discuss that we did Sydney Fringe last year. We were in one of the hubs. We were in Darling Harbour and it was so crazy seeing my face on all of the screens around Darling Harbour. We did my Timberliner and Friends show where I had Fox in a Bork join me on stage and we had a special guest every night join us in our amazing little tent as I like to call it we are taking the show to Adelaide and if anybody that's listening that is an artist or performing performance artist you'll know how big Adelaide Fringe is it's been one of my dreams to do a show in Adelaide Fringe and this year we just said yep we're gonna do it most of the time I don't make money from Fringe shows it's for the love it's getting your name out there and meeting all the wonderful humans that you cross paths with during a Fringe if you're lucky enough to make money on Fringe, get it, girls. Get it, girls. Get it. We love it. But we are taking Timberland and Friends. Hopefully we make money. If not, 
I just am so excited to be back to be at Adelaide Fringe and take the show down there. And then I guess more cabaret shows are in the works. We are working on a cabaret show, um, which I'm very excited to show to you. It will get previewed here in Newcastle. So follow the socials. I'm not saying any more, but it's going to be camp. That's all I can say. It is going to be a camp camp time. And I can't wait to do that show. Uh... Last year, I guess I didn't also say we bought Blush back. If you've been following my journey for since I started, we had a show called Blush. It's about giving up and coming performers a platform to perform and they get tipped and it's very exciting. It was huge. We went back to our base, which back when I started was Central 145, but now it's called Bar- Bar- Bartholomew's. Gosh, can't spit that one out, can't I? So Bartholomew's, and we're going back again this year to Bartholomew's. I've just booked in some dates. So for all you up-and-coming performers or performers that just want to test out new shows or new performances, Blush is coming back this year for 2024 as well. And then something very exciting I launched with my dear friend Mason last year, which is the Disco, which we successfully launched last year in 2023. We were doing it again this year. We're going to bring back some big parties, big, gay, old queer parties. So I guess that's 2024 in a nutshell. There's going to be a lot more shows and I just can't wait. You never know what's going to happen in this industry, right? So for me, it's exciting. I get to do this full time. I live and breathe this. And if you ask my friends, yes, I do live and breathe this. I'm very excited. If you just stumbled across this podcast, thanks for listening. Check me out. It's at the Timberlina. All the shows are in there. Link in bio. (laughs) <laughs> for yours asking, link in bio, um, for all my shows, tickets, all that jazz. So that's the year to come. I'm like so excited. If you have any topics that you want me to bring up on the podcast, shoot them through. It's mainly the one person. Thanks, Pasha. You've got my back always, girl. Um, now, I guess the cost of living at the moment is a big subject that everyone's talking about. Um, everyone is on their struggle streets of, we can't afford this, we can't afford that. And do you know who the first people are to go? Us entertainers. We get cut. We are the first to go during a lockdown and now the cost of living is cutting us as well. We have seen shows getting cancelled left, right and centre, which breaks my little heart. I hate seeing that shows are cancelling. And do you know what we need to be more direct about this year is the reason why we're cancelling shows. Stop lying about, oh, I'm, I'm booked somewhere else and that's why I'm cancelling it. No, we're cancelling because no one's buying tickets to our shows. That's why we are cancelling the shows because we don't have enough money to put the shows on. So if you can support a show, if it's a free show, go to the venue, sit there, support the Queens, buy a soft drink. They're $4. Raid that piggy bank and get your $4. Um, but go out and support. And if you can't afford to support us, share our shit on socials. We live and breathe socials. Everyone is on social media. Share the fuck out of everyone's shows. Show your support. It's so amazing. But the cost of living is really hitting hard. Um, I can see it in my shows. Um, also, everyone just buying tickets last minute. We need we need to 
stop that as well. We need to go out and purchase them as soon as we go on sale because as a producer, we are more likely to cancel two weeks out because we need to pay bills um, to venues and sound and lighting, all of that jazz. So two weeks out, we need to make the call so we're not wasting anyone's time. So as soon as the show goes on sale, please purchase tickets or save up. Don't leave it to the last minute because the show is probably already cancelled because we're not seeing that ticket sales to make it function the way it should. So the cost of living is hard. So support, support, support in the way that you can if it's um, buying a ticket, if it's sharing the event to all of your friends, inviting them all, make, getting the word out to all of these shows, not just drag shows, every kind of show that's happening Um we also need to make a living as well. Um, but the cost of living, yes, it's hard. It's here. It's real. I'm with you. I'm cancelling shows left, right and centre because we're just not selling them. But I, I get it. Um, I'm thankful for my venues that are sticking by me and we're making it work. So thank you, thank you, thank you. But if you can, get out and support um, any kind of show, really. Any kind of show. Anybody in the arts. And I probably could talk more about the cost of living, but it's just so depressing to talk about. Um, so if you can support us, I feel like I've said support us 3,000 times in that short segment. But the big one that I really want to talk about is, which is h- hilarious to bring straight after the cost of living, but dealing with venues, booking your own shows, um, getting that out there. So... Dealing with venues, I guess, is the hardest thing for people because they don't know where to start. And I had this conversation with a few friends last year. I did a FaceTime and I was like, start booking your own shows. And people are like, we don't know how to. We don't know what to start. And the biggest thing is research your venues. Um, research if they're doing similar things once you've found research, uh, once you've found your venues in the area. So if, say, you are a performer in Newcastle and you are looking at venues and you're like, wow, that venue looks great. Then research if they're doing similar events. Don't try and undercut the person that's doing the similar event. Maybe reach out to that performer and be like, hey, do you want to do a collab? Um, Do you want to work together on something? And then maybe it could be bigger and better. Um, Or if you're like, no, don't want to do it. I want to do it on my own. Find another venue. Um, Work with another venue there is plenty of venues out there if you're in a bigger town, bigger city. Also, on the venue, see if there's any backlash attached to the venue. Um, that's probably one of my biggest things because I've worked in some venues where there's backlash attached to it and you do not want that drama. Um, so just make sure you're doing your research on venues, making sure it's a safe space or... I guess when you're reaching out to these venues that you don't know much about, find out about them book a meeting. Um, but when you are researching them and you're getting to the concept where you've got your short list of venues and you're about to send out an email with your concept, paint them a picture. Because if you're like, I want to do drag bingo, they're going to probably delete it. But if you paint a picture of like, this is how the show is going to work. This is what I can bring. This is the costing that I've, uh, worked out. And if that costing is like through the roof, like they're going to be like, nah, Um, so my biggest advice when it comes to costing, try and keep the cost low for the venue to start because you can build a brand and build an event with them. And then they're more likely to be like, okay, let's take it to the next level. How can we help? How can we make this bigger and better? 
So my biggest thing is do do a per person price with a minimum number of people for it to go ahead. So say it's ten dollars a person, it's fifty people to go ahead, um, and then the venue supplies the prizes if it's a bingo, um, and start off like that, and then reach out to all of your network to sell that first show, um, and also have a contract attached to the venue. Um, also always get them to sign a contract to be like, Hey, this is what the event is. And we both agree that we're going to do this, this and this. If you want more on that, I can go into further with contracting and all of that kind of stuff. And then if a venue doesn't reply to you, welcome to the real world. Not every venue is going to reply to you. When I first started out, I come from an events background, if you didn't know that. Um, So for me, it was emailing like 50 venues and being like hearing back from none and then you do it again and you change the concept and you work on this to you book your first gig and when you book your first gig fuck me it is so exciting it's still exciting when I get new venues um that I've been working on for years to try and get so for me it is research your venues see if there's any backlash attached to it make sure there's no similar events that you can like um, undercut, reach out, see if they want to work together for the first couple and then you can maybe go out on your own and do your own thing. Um, become really good with your concept, paint a full picture so they can see it and visualize in their head and see what they need to supply, what you need to supply, all that kind of stuff. Do a walkthrough for the venue to make sure it's actually the right fit for you because if it's not, don't. Uh, if you're researching uh, country towns, Maybe do a Skype, do a Zoom, do a FaceTime, whatever you need to do to make sure it's the right fit. And then talk to the venue once you're really nutting down the details of, is it a safe space? Are we in a private room? How are we going to deal with any hate that we're going to get? Because in 2024, we're still getting hate. And work with them, educate them, send them to the Acon um, safe venue site or... um, see if they need any help with training their staff, do a video. I know when we launched the disco, we sent a video explaining everything that was going to happen at the night and how we can all work together to make a safer space together, which is very, very exciting. Um, And the venues will thank you for that. It's the small details that you can do to help them create a safe space because if they're taking on your show, they can see the worth and the importance of that show to them as well. And you can usually tell if they're a good person or not. Um, So dealing with venues in 2024, I think more people need to reach out and start working on their own projects. Um, But if you need help or you want to collab, like I'm down for almost anything and everything. So I hope that's helped. Um, I still reach out to venues all the time to do my bingo show. So work together. It's all about teamwork. Teamwork makes the dream work. There's no I in team. (laughs) Um, But I hope that helps. This is hopefully the first of many podcasts coming back. Um, But let's kick it in the dick for 2024. I'm so excited to see where it takes us over the next year. If you have any topics that you want me to talk about or anything like that, let's do it. Uh, but love yous. Have a great week and I'll see you again.
real soon. Love ya. Bye. Thank you for listening to another Timber Production podcast. This has been Yas Queen, hosted by me, Timberlina. And we'll be back next week or whenever we can be bothered to record another episode. But make sure you subscribe, like, and leave reviews wherever you listen to your podcasts. And we'll see you soon. Thank you for listening. Bye.